Well, hello there. I'm Karen Sander. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly, a program for the over 50s, those uniquely wonderful baby boomers. My aim is to educate, motivate and inspire you to embrace the exciting journey of life for decades to come. So stay tuned to meet a variety of guests who will share their stories and passions to help us gain insight into the ways to live a happier, healthier life. Here we are again on the Aging Fearlessly program and my guests today are very, very young. (laughs) However, I think they are old souls as they have so much wisdom and knowledge. Their names are Donna Logue and Brooke Farmer. I met them at a fantastic event called Generation Women that they host each month at the Giant Dwarf Theatre in Surrey Hills. I'm going to let the girls tell you about themselves as they will do the introduction more justice than I can. So welcome, ladies, and it's such a treat to have you both in the studio today. Hi! <laughs> it's such a treat to be here. Oh, it's I, I've seen you so many times in such a short period of time of meeting you, but I absolutely am in awe of what you're both Aww. doing as and are we of you? Yes. Oh. <laughs> mutual, yeah. Yeah, it's mutual. Look, the event that you're running, Generation Women, is uh, such a buzz and I just, I've laughed myself so silly <laughs> sometimes. I've, I've walked out with a gut ache because some of the stories mm. are really fantastic. So Donna, I want you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, but please explain the naked toolkit (laughs) i wasn't prepared for that question um so i'm donna my accent gives it away that i wasn't born in australia i'm from scotland i know i have a very thick accent so i hope your listeners can make sense and um understand what i'm saying (laughs) i'm sure they will (laughs) i'm a social worker and I've worked in the field for 10 years, probably a little bit more now, actually. Did you start when you were 12? <laughs> You're too kind. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been working. I love what I do. Uh, I've primarily worked with women um, who were impacted by domestic violence and sexual assault. And I found that there was a lot of common strategies and techniques that would help women rebuild and gain a sense of control and build resilience. Um, So I actually went on to supervise a team of psychologists and social workers and counsellors in my last job. So I realised that it wasn't just me that was finding success with some of these same strategies. It was a team of 50 uh, therapists that would commonly get yeah great successes using these strategies so I basically put together a self-care survival guide and called it the naked toolkit <laughs> so you don't have to be naked to <laughs> take no, part in the naked toolkit <laughs> to be removed no. <laughs> that's a good question yeah no it's all that the name came from honesty is really important to me and I thought well this is the naked truth around what can help people yeah create a happy and healthy life so it's 
our workbook, 20 activities. It's on my website. It's yeah available for anybody that wants to check it out. Yeah. Brooke, yes. tell us a little <laughs> about you. Sure. <laughs> um, so I am 24. Uh, I currently work in marketing in Surrey Hills uh, as my, my day job. And obviously, gen women on uh, weekends and after hours before work, whatever we can fit it in. And it must take up a lot of time, does it? It does, it does. But I think um, one of the things that's great is when it's a, a passion project, it doesn't really matter. The time yeah. doesn't yeah, really exactly. doesn't really bother you. Um, but I, I've been lucky enough uh, to travel quite a bit, which is fantastic. So I read 20 countries. Yeah. That's more than most 70-year-olds <laughs> have done. I, I've been very lucky indeed. Um, growing up, uh, my, my dad is an ultramarathon runner and he's done runs all over the world. So I've been lucky to, to travel with him um, all over the place, over to the Middle East and America and... China, so yeah. Are you a runner? I am not a runner. <laughs> oh. Let's set the record straight. I'm definitely not a runner. Well, neither am I a runner. My knees really don't like running anymore. <laughs> I used to run a bit when yeah. I was younger, but I um, I don't – I never found a passion for no, running. No, I feel the same way. <laughs> I, I prefer swimming, which I do quite a lot of ocean swimming. Yes, so, yeah, yes. Which is much nicer. We have that in common. Yeah, you're an ocean swimmer. I love swimming in the ocean. Oh, yeah. beautiful. <laughs> So let's get down to a few little questions mm. about Generation Women. Who wants to answer? What is Generation Women all about? We are a storytelling night that brings six women from six generations together to tell an original story on a theme. So you shouldn't hear this story any other place. It should be original. And we set themes, different themes each month, and we deliberately set them broad so that our performers can take them down all different paths and roads. And it's not uncommon to be at our show and, as you said, have sore sides from laughing. <laughs> yeah. And that then, was sore sides. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not uncommon to be, you know, sore cheeks, sore sides with laughing and then, you know, tears of compassion as, uh, you know, a different story gets told. So, yeah, um, it's also an opportunity for younger women and older women to hang out mm -hmm. because it doesn't, that doesn't really happen in our society really I know that most of my friends are in their 30s I'm team 30 and they're all having babies which is great but it can keep you in a little bit of a bubble with limited views and experiences so our show creates a space for women of yeah, all ages to come together and we think that only great things can come from that uh, we think aging rocks and yeah so lots of different experiences yeah well you pack out a room there with um mm. so many different people and just tell us about the atmosphere Brooke before the show yeah absolutely I think before the show is possibly Donna and my favorite time <laughs> um we've got the nerves we've got the buzz um but it's also it's a really exciting time for us because we're seeing we're starting to see now 
queues uh, of women lining up uh, to get into the theatre, which is amazing. Um, and we've really built the show up this year and, and we're starting to see the community really build and grow. So if you come along to Gen Women, what you can expect is a courtyard filled with amazing women of all different ages, backgrounds, um, and men as well. Men are obviously welcome. <laughs> now, I was going to say, cheers of women. Yes. Not quite correct. <laughs> there is a splash or a yes. splattering. What do I say? A, 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 there are men yes. there. Yeah. And I think the men... That, you know, from my observation of the two shows, mm. there is quite a few men that come along and yeah, maybe just yeah. support people on stage. Mm. But yeah, no, absolutely, we're definitely seeing that that grow as well. Um, in terms of our audience, we're wanting it to be as diverse as possible, and that really comes through with um, who we book for our talent as well. So. Our lineup is always booked um, to be as diverse as possible and to include as many different people. Um, and that's really reflected in our audience, which is something that's really special because we're bringing together different groups of people that otherwise may not meet. Yes. You are listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Studio with me today are Donna and Brooke, and they are from Generation Women, which is a fantastic event in Surrey Hill. So, Brooke, how did this start? Yeah, the show actually started in New York, and the show's been running over in New York for a couple of years now, um, and was originally started by an amazing woman named Georgia Clark. Um, and she basically came over to Sydney in 2017 and was over here visiting some family. Um, she's originally from Sydney herself and she decided to run a bit of a pop-up Generation Women's show. She thought, mm, let's see how this goes um, and ran the show over here. And I had been to Giant Dwarf Theatre previously. So I'm on their, their mailing list and I, I saw the show and decided to go along and I actually went along by myself and I'd just come back from London, lived over there for a couple of years and I was trying to find my feet back in Sydney and went along to Generation Women and uh, coincidentally so did Donna who is here with us today. And you didn't know each other. We didn't know each other. Well there, that's a surprise. (laughs) It really is, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so uh, at the end of the show, Georgia was the host of the show for the evening and she, she kind of said at, at the end, I run the show in New York, uh, I'm an author, originally from Sydney, I'm looking for someone or a few people to help me out with the show over here in Sydney and try and get it off the ground and see if we can make this happen. And she kind of said that as a bit of an off-the-cuff statement at the end of the show, everyone clapped and, and ran off. And except except for us. <laughs> Donna will probably have a, her own story for this as well. Uh, but I remember um, running into one of my friends who coincidentally was at the show. And I said, Jess, I really want to run this. I should, I should get in touch. I should... I should speak to Georgia and she she was like yes you should absolutely so anyway got home was so excited uh ended up emailing Georgia 
and she got back to me and met me up obviously with Donna and we kind of built our relationship and became friends over the year of 2018 and and Georgia reached out um, in 2018 and said look I'm, I'm looking for for someone to come and work with me and she kind of built the relationship with both of us over time as well and so here we are Donna and I started running the show from from late last year and, and ran our first uh, show in January yeah. so I want to come back to your first show. Women going to places on their own. Mm. I'm a real advocate of that. If you want something and you want to do something, I love going on my own because I always meet new people because when you walk in and you're standing alone, Mm -hmm. and it happened to me the first night because I went to Gen Women. I actually took a friend, but she was quite late. And I was standing in the courtyard alone Mm. and people were coming up and talking. And it actually was at the table I was at out in the courtyard, one of the women who was speaking that night, I think she was from Taree, part Aboriginal girl. Crystal. Crystal. Yeah, that was her. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she started talking to me and then someone else. And, you know, I really thought I really like this event. But Mm. so what do you guys feel about going alone to events? Yeah, it's bloody hard to make friends as an adult (laughs) and our event is a really warm and cosy space and we do get a lot of people coming along on their own and the feedback we get is similar to yours, Karen, that people reach out to them, talk to them. A really lovely part of our show is that our storytellers are out mixing with the audience before the show, afterwards, they hang around, there's a chance to, often people are swapping numbers and connecting and it's just really wonderful to see and you can feel that beautiful energy in the night of, Mm. yeah, connection and togetherness. So yeah, we're really proud that people feel that they can come along on their own. It feels like a very safe, safe. you said warm, I love the word warm, that's a great way to describe it because it is a very warm event and it, it really takes people and brings them close. I think our audience really get the hard work that goes into researching and booking diverse storytellers so we are really giving out that image well that message that this is inclusive for all we make sure that we represent women of color in each show queer women as well as women of all ages so yeah that word safe I think yeah people feel that it's a safe space it's inclusive And, yeah, we couldn't be more proud of the community that we are building. Uh, Last year, the show didn't have... We didn't have time before the show. We have a whole hour before the show for connection, for networking. And that was something that Brooke and I introduced this year. And it's just great. It's it's busy. It's full, yeah. Yeah. People are there queuing to get in. (laughs) And how many guests do you usually end up with there on a... Like an average now... Yeah, um, <laughs> both of us are like, uh, um, most shows we're finding between 150 and 200. Yeah, I um, estimated it. Yeah, oh, I, said, I yeah. thought about 200 when I saw the amount of seats. Yeah, yeah we, were, we were actually celebrating recently because our July show marked 200 on the dot uh, and that's been our goal all year, so very exciting. Sorry, 200, no more. <laughs> ow, ow. <laughs> So when was your first show? Uh, so 
the first Sydney show was 2017. And that was with Georgia That Clark. was with Georgia, yeah. And, I mean, I think it's helpful for your listeners to know that the whole reason the show came about was Georgia was chatting to her mum about ageing. Ah. And her mum uh, was in her 50s at the time and spoke about feeling more and more invisible as she got older. Mm. The invisible if, woman. Yes. Yes. We know we know that. And I think how she described it one of the sentences where she she said that when she was walking down the street it was like people were staring right through her. Mm-hmm. And Georgia like Brooke mentioned is, you know, just really talented and super cool chick and she got mad (laughs) and I think we all know as women that Mm. ageism is alive and real and rife Mm. and especially in the workplace yeah absolutely and Georgia that touched her hearing her mum's experience and it really spurred her on to do something about Mm. it hence the show was born now had she already done the shows in New York? Yes. I, okay. Yep, so, so she was already doing it yeah, there. Yeah. So yeah. So that's how the shows were born in New York, and then yeah, came back to Sydney. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. And so your first show that you two did? Oh, January oh, this year. Mm, yes. Wow. And yeah. did you pick up good numbers then? Yeah. So we came on board. We've been with the show. For for nearly a year, it was October last year, Georgia reached out, and I think... 2018. It, yes, I think it's interesting, me and Brooke got randomly te- teamed up, and we pitched to run the show, and we actually lost out. Oh, really? How, <laughs> I, could, it, how could you two gorgeous girls ever <laughs> lose out on anything? We There was two production teams, and we put our heart and soul into it. We were devastated when we lost out. So that's why we didn't get involved until October. So the show ran from March 2017 and Georgia reached out to us in October 2017. It didn't quite work out with the other producers. Georgia asked if we were still keen. Me and Brooke were right oh, on no, board. No, we've, got, we've got something else to do now. <laughs> so, so we had a bit of time planning, really thinking about what we wanted to do with mm. the show in conjunction with Georgia. Uh, and so we had good numbers in January. We had a lot of work and time and effort and love and passion went into it before. Before our show in January. So you've really, we're up to eight months. So you've done eight. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's what, and, oh, I'm sorry. Is this number eight coming up? Yes. Eight. yes. Number eight? Yes. Six women, eight shows, <laughs> 48 storytellers. Yeah. It's I'm glad amazing. you did the quick maths just then. I'm so <laughs> yeah. glad you didn't ask us to. Oh, yeah. I am a whiz Very at sharp. Maths. Yes. Gosh, I'm so good at maths. <laughs> Six eights. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen. Please go to Facebook and like the page Aging Fearlessly. In the studio with me today are two very sassy young women, Donna and Brooke. What are you laughing for, Donna? (laughs) You are sassy. Uh, We're talking about an event they were at, Generation Women in at the Giant Dwarf Theatre in Surrey Hills. 
And I want to ask you another question about storytelling. It's all about storytelling. So why is storytelling so important? First one in gets to speak. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go. (laughs) Um, It's really interesting you asked that question. Someone asked me that the other day. um, And the answer, I'll give you a similar answer. Basically, I I remember, and I'm sure everyone else will have this feeling as well. I remember um, my grandmother sitting with my grandmother, having a cup of tea and her telling me stories about her childhood and how she um, grew up in Australia, living in Ultimo, how she had seven children and all about her amazing life that, that she's had to date. And I think what's special with storytelling is those moments because that's what humans connect with. We connect with stories, with emotion, with experience so I really love being able to to bring that to audiences and to be able to to bring that nostalgic feeling to our show. I think it's it's really really cool and it's something that that I really connect with. I think um, storytelling. Well, obviously, our history of life prior to now mm. has all come down through generations mm, of yeah. storytellers, the Aboriginal storytellers. Mm, you yeah. know. They, t- they told stories about how their world was created. It's amazing, so, yeah. amazing stories about rivers and mm. about animals. And I used to be a teacher and I used to love reading to the kids mm. stories, Aboriginal stories, and how, how they saw the world coming into being. Mm. Yeah, so important for culture, isn't it? Yeah, history. Uh, yeah just understanding life and I think it's our responsibility older generations have so much wisdom and it's our responsibility to make sure there's a space for that and to make sure that knowledge lives Mm. on it's such an important part of being human and I think with tv and the internet we forget to sit around and just tell stories I Mm. mean you you girls wouldn't remember but your grandmother's Mm. age group I was going to say it's probably almost mine um but they, my mother, for instance, in her 90s, uh, they had radio, but they'd sit around and play cards at night and talk mm. and, you know, that was, and read books. So it was very much still a storytelling generation, mm. which we seem to have lost in some ways. I agree, yeah. I think that we are so disconnected and we're living in our own little bubbles. Uh, screens, I think, have a big part to play in that and I think our show yeah absolutely is about that storytelling but there's so much more to our show it's about kindness and compassion and it's a privilege to hear someone share their story and we're super appreciative of performers that are kind enough to come along and share so yeah there's a whole lot of yeah, and, good feelings. Yeah, and the stories <laughs> are really diverse. I mean, mm. listening to an eight-year-old tell a story mm. about abortion yeah, yeah. and the the issues that she had, you know, probably back in the 1930s mm. or so, you know, mm. it was Powerful. really, yeah, very, you know, very different experiences to what someone may have today. Yeah. And others about mental health issues, all sorts of amazing things that 
people talk about. Some things are very raw to them. Yeah. 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 And I think that's something that's really special, um, not just about our show. There are other amazing shows um, out there as well that, that showcase storytelling. But one thing that's really fantastic about our show is the stories are so raw. They're mm-hmm. very real, honest stories. And we ask a lot of our storytellers uh, before they actually uh, tell a story at the show to come along because in a way I think it gives you confidence when you see someone else talking about something so personal it makes you you feel like you can do that yourself I think it will be harder to be a storyteller on your program if you hadn't seen Mm. the format ahead Mm. of you Mm. Mm. there's something really special about the show and we send out pitch decks and we cold call people and we try and get the word out but there's nothing quite like you have to come along and experience it there is something really special that happens on the night so yeah it's a bit trickier get booking performers who've not been along to see the show people that come fall in love with it every time (laughs) yeah and and I guess too then people come it's a word of mouth event Mm. very much so because Mm. I've told so many people about it and a couple of different people have come along and I've been twice. But I know this week I have about 20, 25 people We're coming along. We're super excited about your oh story, Karen. Goodness, I, I might be the one hiding under the table. Um, but, yeah, it, it is a word-of-mouth event and I think it's um, a really fun way to spend a Thursday night. Mm. Yay. And, and being <laughs> once a month, you know, it's sort of something you can look forward to mm. and you can go, okay, it's going to be on that Thursday night. I'm going to keep that free mm. and that's two hours of my time that I want to spend, you know, allowing myself the pleasure of going along and enjoying myself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of... Uh, the people that come along to our show feel that way. It is a bit of a treat. It's something that can be quite indulgent to go and have a glass of wine and grab some delicious food and, and sit and listen to some stories. It's so such a rich experience. Yeah, definitely. You touched on it. Um, finding storytellers isn't so easy. Mm. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. <laughs> uh, but... It is really important that we're bringing together women from all different backgrounds. So we are lucky enough that we've had some higher profile women come yeah, on the stage. We had Ronnie Kahn, the founder of mm-hmm. Oz Harvest, Kerry Chikorovsky. I hope I've said that surname. Yes, she- <laughs> um, yeah, so we have politicians, actors, comedians, Oh, yeah, a whole range of women, but we want to create a space for every woman, not just women in the media and higher profile. Um, and yeah, like we said, women of colour, uh, women representing the queer community. So I think that's what makes our show different as well. It's not six white women in their 30s telling stories. It's across the ages. Uh, and people like to have a... We're, Let's be honest, we're a curious bunch of women. We like a sneaky peek in different people's lives and different, yeah, from different walks of lives and different backgrounds. I remember a story that one woman told about, was it her labia? Or her, <laughs> yes. or her vagina? 
she, oh my God, I laughed. That yeah. one absolutely loved it. I'm not, listeners, I'm just not going to take it any further than that. But honestly, you had to be there. But oh my goodness, I went home and I saw a mirror on the counter and that mirror, I just looked at it and laughed. Because the way she told that story, I think there was not a dry eye or someone <laughs> holding their stomach in stitches. Yeah. It was so she was funny. Stella, she was amazing. Yes, yes. So you do remember names? Oh yes. <laughs> Are you getting uh, you getting used to remembering names? I was just saying to Brooke outside how shocking I am at remembering names, and you have so many people to remember. <laughs> I think like we're West storytellers from start to finish. And the time we meet on the night, we already feel like we know them. Like they, we read the stories beforehand. There's a lot of backwards and forwards in communication. Yeah, I sit with the storytellers before they go on the stage and I feel like I just soak up all the good vibes. And I feel like I've known them forever sometimes, which is lovely, which is really nice. Welcome back. You're listening to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. To find out more, go to the website rnb.org.au. Donna and Brooke are my guests. They're from Generation Women. And we're talking about the event that they run in Surrey Hills once a month. So, ladies, the storytellers go on stage... They tell their story. I want to find out how they are before, how do you think they are before the event and after they've had the experience of telling their story? Yeah, I mean, as Donna kind of briefly mentioned earlier, we have got quite a few high-profile women that have come to the show, which is wonderful. And it's really funny because... Often those that have spoken publicly many times who are professionals in their their fields, um, they're often the ones that get most nervous because they're sharing a story that is often very, very personal. It's something that is they've potentially not ever told anyone mm-hmm. publicly before. Yep. So it's, it's really uh, interesting for us because before the show um, we – we have that hour before the show where we're kind of prepping each of the storytellers, you know, doing the, the mic checks, etc. And we do find that a lot of our storytellers get quite nervous. But um, someone told me something, and I think uh, it's a quote from someone famous. I'm sure someone can quote me <laughs> later on. We'll try. Um, we'll look it up. Get <laughs> but on if, you're, if you're not nervous, you don't care. Yeah. Mm. That's the, the ba- basis. And we, we find that all of our storytellers mm. generally are quite nervous, as yeah. I said, because these stories are, are quite personal. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's quite interesting. You could, yeah. So Brooks, as I think I mentioned earlier, is at the back with the venue staff, making sure everything's running, you know, smoothly. Yep. And I'm usually down the front with the storytellers. And you can tell how much that story means to them Mm. and how much they like they want to tell a good story and and yeah there is they're they're all usually all quite nervous but it's because they care so Mm. much yeah it's really clear and and our audience feel that it's authentic people get up it's a personal story it's not 
doing a presentation or making a pitch. I think that's the difference. They're not – a lot of the the people you're talking about who are um, well-rehearsed as Mm. speakers Mm. are are presenters, not necessarily storytelling. So they get up and they have Mm. a goal at the end of it Mm. uh, and they're they're presenting, they're well-planned in their presentation Mm. of – you know, sometimes they're using a PowerPoint or they're, you know, yeah. it's a very different yeah. situation. Yeah, I think storytelling, we touched on it earlier, but it is something that's so, so unique. And obviously there is a lot of emotion that often comes behind a lot of these stories. Um, so it is very, very different to CEO making a presentation to a boardroom of, of staff. It's mm. very different to that. And when they've finished and they've come off stage mm. at the end of the event... How do you think they feel? What sort of comments do you get? Relief. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the bar? (laughs) (laughs) Are they generally, do you think that they're pleased? For some of them, if it's a really personal, sad story, do you think it helps them to get it off their chest to an audience and share it? Our audience are so welcoming and warm it's a really like we've said a few times safe space for some of our stories are you know touching on highly political issues for women and yeah or yeah I think storytellers come off and they just feel a connection they are so well received we've had a standing mm. ovation really yeah, yes like our audience are just amazing as well we couldn't do it without them but generally the storytellers are what I kind of have noticed they're happy to relax and enjoy in hearing other women they're all in awe of each other Mm. some feel a little bit nervous because of the lineup that they're in whereas me and Brooke you know everybody is just amazing in the lineup but yeah so it can be quite intense for some storytellers depending who they're sharing the stage with so have either of you been on stage and told a story yet <laughs> it's so funny that you ask that um when daughter and i first uh, started um to take on the, the project um we we kind of had this conversation of we need to we need to work with a host. Are we going to tell a story? Are we going to host do a, a potential host um, show? So we had to kind of chat through that, and it's really funny that you say that because this year I've been trying to build up this courage <laughs> to to potentially rep team twenties, um, and maybe we'll get there next year. But uh, it is a future goal. Yeah. So um, have you heard of something like stepping out of your comfort zone? <laughs> I, I think, think that was a... last month's theme, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, what happened to you? Exactly, I know. I need to get some of this courage that mm. our storytellers have. Mm. Oh, well, I know that you will. I will, definitely. Because Donna over there and Karen here speaking is going to get on your case. If <laughs> I you know, don't... now that I've said it, I've put it out there into the world. Yeah, yes. yeah well, I... There is something about telling and saying that you're going to do something mm, exactly. because there's no backing out then. So exactly. you, you heard it. Yes. We'll get it to sign. I, I've, I've written it down here. Yeah, on, we're going to sign yeah. on the dotted Deep. line there afterwards. There you go. Can they see me signing and writing this down? Uh, so to date, some of your favourite stories. This is a really tough question, Karen, because, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, that I've loved every story that has been shared 
I've laughed and cried reading them beforehand, just in awe of performers on the stage. And I take away a different thing each month, uh, but I can't not mention my dear friend Hannah Roger, who repped Team 30s a few months back. She's a character, isn't she? <laughs> she is, and she has been on a quest for health for a long time. I know you know yes. Hannah. And she decided to embark one day and booked a coffee enema. Oh, no. Yes, and the important Did thing you, to know This is for you as well, or just no. for her? <laughs> I am on a quest for health, but it's not led me down that path I yet. I prefer my coffee <laughs> Well, the, the interesting <laughs> thing yeah, about this story is that Hannah doesn't drink coffee. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so Hannah um, shared with us her experience of almost losing control of her bowels after the coffee enema as she was driving home. Oh, no. Yes, and I just have great admiration for my brave friend who went on our stage and shared this hilarious story with us. Uh, There's not many people who can tell a story about almost pooing your pants on the Harbour Bridge. (laughs) So so um, that that one will stick with me. (laughs) And I'm sure the audience were laughing their heads off. (laughs) Yeah, she brought the house down, she did. She, She shared her hilarious story and some wise reflections afterwards and she shared it and yeah just she was amazing we've talked about to date your most favorite stories have any of them moved you to make a change in your life that's a really good question you've kind of thrown me a little bit there (laughs) I don't think necessarily uh, a change I've found uh, a lot of our stories um, some of them are much more relatable than others I think more than anything, it's provided an insight into um, a particular time or a particular um, political issue. So I think rather than making a change, for me, I look at every story that I read and that I hear at the show as a new learning opportunity. And we get to um, kind of tap into different people's experiences. And um, a couple of shows ago, we had an amazing woman, uh, uh, an amazing trans woman, Victoria Anthony, on our show. And she spoke about her um, transition and her life and some of the struggles. And one thing that that really gave me was an insight into what it's like to to experience those things and and those feelings. So rather than a a personal change for me, I think it's more about an education piece for me. What effect has it had on your life running these events? Mm, That's another really good question. And if I have to be, if I'm honest, which honesty is really important to me, I have a harsh inner critic do you (laughs) I do and my inner gremlins like to run wild and sometimes it's a daily struggle to keep them under control and not let them take the drive does it make you feel anxious anxious yeah and like I'm a bit of an imposter oh Um, you've got imposter syndrome as well oh my goodness Um, so yeah, I, is that your alter ego? <laughs> <laughs> so I, the show for me, oh, it reminds me to believe in myself. I can remember having a bit of a pep talk with myself on the sofa, 
convincing myself to send the email to Georgia to say, hey, actually, I can run this show. I think I can do this really well. And I I won't tell you how long it took me to write that, <laughs> to type that mm. email. But every, I'm so incredibly proud of each show, the show we put on every month. And I always remind myself that I wouldn't be a part of that if I hadn't pushed myself out mm. my comfort zone, mm. if I hadn't been Hear brave. That <laughs> and if I hadn't been um, vulnerable, yes. Yeah, so it's changed me. Yeah, I'm just truly grateful to the show. And a, a believing in yourself yes. has such a power. Uh, and I've had to learn to believe in myself. Sorry, I'm just tearing up again. Yeah. I do that all the time. I've got tears in my oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you just get, you know, self-belief is one of the hardest things. People mm. struggle with it all the time and they, they're, they're happy to believe in someone else, but they're not happy to believe mm. in themselves. And if you're not believing in what you can do, then who will? Yeah. It's, um, and I think, I think that's a really, really big uh, issue that you've both touched on is as women we don't put ourselves forward for things Mm. I I see it all the time in my work people with women especially will not say I am good enough for this Mm. yeah yeah they won't say that what's the statistic that men will go for a job Mm. if they're like 20% skilled and women won't Mm. go unless they're 95% I don't know if that's the right no you're you're exactly right men men will know nothing about it and go for the job Where do you see this event going in the future? (laughs) We actually um, recently announced, very, very exciting, that we are involved with the Sydney Fringe Festival. (laughs) Super exciting. Um, So that's kind of the the next step for us. Um, So we run the monthly show at Giant Dwarf, and that's doing really, really well. We've managed to grow that. So for us, um, we've kind of taken a leap I guess uh, into doing the fringe this year and that will be in September on the 20th of September Ooh, I was gonna say 20th. <laughs> I'm very Tickets very proud of you super <laughs> exciting so um yeah we're actually we're actually running that show at Darlinghurst Theatre in Darlinghurst um and it will be a best of show so we've we've picked a few of our favorites it was really really tough very difficult yes. we love all of our storytellers yes. but we had to choose yes. six so we we've chosen six from earlier in this year and um, we'll be bringing that uh, to audiences in September. So is it only one event, one night? We're there for one special star-studied event Mm. So, and the venue's smaller so yeah, uh, tickets are available now, the links have just went onto our website, it's going to be an absolutely amazing show, we are yeah, really really excited. Oh that (laughs) is really really great it's some yeah, fantastic news for you and you, and I hope you are just giving yourselves a pat on the back because that is so awesome. We need to do a little call out here for storytellers mm. because sometimes it's hard to find storytellers that people just outside of you the group of people you know or a few or introductions you're receiving. Mm. You know, if someone knows of a someone with a great story 
How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, particularly over 50s as well. Um, we, anyone in their uh, 50s plus, we would love for you to get in touch and under 50s as well. <laughs> um, we've had a, a lot of people nominate friends or their, their parents, which is fantastic. Feel free to nominate someone. Um, but if you would like to get in touch with us, you can either email us at genwomensid at gmail.com or you can look us up on Facebook, Generation Women Sydney. That's There's fantastic. Also, a little contact form on our website, so oh. you can go on, put your friends' details down, hopefully with their permission, <laughs> and yes. we'll call, we'll reach out to them. That's such an awesome thing that you girls are doing, and I'm so proud of you. Thank and you, Kat. The, the two events I've been to, like I said, have just been so much fun, and I know that this is well. I have this feeling for you guys that this is just going to be huge. It's, yep, you're going to have you. to get beyond <laughs> the giant dwarf theatre, <laughs> which I love the name. So we have to wrap it up and say goodbye to you too. Thank you so much, Karen, for inviting us along. We could chat all day, yeah, I'm sure. But <laughs> yeah, well, well, you could chat all day, but I get to chat to you again really, really soon. So to the listeners, thank you for tuning in again today and... We'll look forward to next time. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, aging is inevitable and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright outside There's a sparkle in your eye It's not all nine to five It's a wonderful life Let's go and climb mountains high Swim across oceans wide Live out our dreams This treasure that you've got to find, baby, don't be shy. Let's go and take that ride. Taste the sweet and the spice, and everything nice. Let your heart be alive, baby, just let your heart come alive, honey. Let your heart be alive.